0: So this is the IMT clinical scenarios. This is scenario six, which is infective exacerbation of COPD. And this is the feedback for the bad answer. Um, okay, Justin, so I think COPD management um, or infective exacerbation of COPD management is a incredibly common uh, and you will have no doubt seen, everyone will have seen it as in, uh, in their F2 year. Um, and you'll continue to carry on seeing it as a medical trainee. So that's why it's a scenario that comes up so commonly in interviews. Um, it's really important to be able to manage it well and have practiced and polished your answers. And I think your responses weren't, weren't awful uh, and they were, they were safe, uh, but there was a lot of structure that could been changed, a lot of high-scoring marks that are kind of left out there, um, which is that's probably slightly disappointing for a, for a station that could be practised uh, and expected um, in the IMT interview. Um, so I think, first of all, uh, you went straight into an a to e assessment, which is not an unfair thing, given the patient is hypoxic, um, but you you know, you don't have to be absolutely bound by the AT, a to e so you could, for example, say, I can see this patient is hypoxic and tachycardic. So I'd look to stabilize the patient first by first of all thinking of applying some oxygen uh, and given he's and given he's uh, pyrexial and tachycardic, he has he is showing signs of sepsis. So I'd manage him with an A to B assessment first and make sure he's stable. And I'd also but I'd also want to take a take a bit more detailed history, especially focusing on the chronicity of this, how brittle his COPD is, whether he's had many ITU admissions before, importantly, whether he's got any escalation plans himself. Uh, and that's really important when do COPD patients. Patients are often quite old when they're coming in with ex- exacerbations and some of them may or may not, may have made decisions already about whether they want um, NIV, whether they want intubation that really, really crystallizes things for you and your team. So key things beforehand, um, Oh, are yeah, their es- es- escalation plan um, and importantly it's important to know whether they're a retainer or not because then that changes how much oxygen you might put them on because if they're not a retainer then they can have you know actually quite quite high levels of oxygen you don't need to worry about titrating it down for a target sats between 88 and 92 you're aiming for sats above 96 Uh, so these are important things to get from the history and actually i'd argue they do very much guide your immediate management uh, of this patient after you've put on some oxygen and IV IV access and uh, IV access, maybe perhaps start some fluids given their septic. Um, Then you go through an a to e assessment. And as you said, you particularly focus on breathing, which I liked, Um, You could have maybe thought about quantifying the wheeze. Uh, You could have thought about doing, like a, 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 f- a f- further assessment because of pulmonary function tests, or at the very least, uh, looked at the peak uh, flow rate, which I suppose is a, a bit of a high, higher marking point. Um, and I didn't really hear the word sepsis, sepsis six, uh, and fluids. And I think actually, a lot of candidates, not unfairly say, will approach this as a COPD management. And yes, breathing is very important here this patient is also tachycardic and pyrexial. Um, so this is, he's also got signs of sepsis. So you need to be managing both simultaneously. And I think that's where I didn't really get, I didn't really get that impression from you. Um, again, you're moving on to the investigations now. I think that was uh, actually reasonable. But again, you mentioned all the investigations. I'd like to hear a few extra ones. And again, I think it's because you kind of forgot that this was an infection. Um, Blood cultures and sputum cultures are key here. Uh, maybe also like an atypical respiratory viral screening you might have a respiratory virus that's turned into, uh, you know, bronchopneumonia in the patient that's got COPD. Um, so these things are all very important. Um, and I think, again, qualifying just a little bit, you don't need to go in-depth to each investigation, but what are you looking for? Chest x-ray for, you know, any, any anything else that's causing hypoxia. Has he got a pneumothorax? Because that's actually very important, especially when you're thinking about, um, starting NIV because it's a indication, So little things like that to point out are actually very important here. Um, again, the looking at the chest X-ray and ABG, I thought you said the basic things. So you said there's a, there's, a, there's a clear basal left basal consolidation, and you said it's acidotic. Great. But the better candidate uh, kind of IMTs will be able to say, well, actually, this chest X-ray shows hyperinflated lung fields evidencing his CABD, there's no obvious pneumothorax, and he's got left basal consolidation, the better candidate would have said, well, this patient clearly has a respiratory acidosis and type two respiratory and type two respiratory failure. Um, uh, and in terms of managing this patient when he became in terms of the initial management of this patient, it could have been it could it could have been a bit more refined. Um, you should Probably think about spelling out your doses of your salbutamol uh, and which which nebs you're using. So salbutamol nebulizers, ipratropium bromide nebulizers. Um, you want to be titrating his oxygen appropriately, reassessing with further ABGs. Um, you also want to be thinking about commencing steroids, uh, antibiotics, and monitoring fluid input output started as part of the sepsis six. So you can consider catheterization, uh, or at least keep an eye on fluid fluid input output um for this patient so there are a lot of things you can do in your initial management of the patient with copd um, as he got worse um you'd put him on some nasal cannula and his oxygen was had improved at slightly between the abgs but as you correctly mentioned he's more acidotic. but again it'd be nice to hear your got worsening uh, respiratory acidosis is what i'd like to have heard uh, and then after that you talked about calling your medreg, but again, the better IMT would know that this patient now needs NIV. Uh, and so it would be, I'd be talking to my medical registrar about NIV. And again, it's an absolute five out of five points, but again, think about escalation of care is the patient, a patient that can tolerate NIV. Have they ever used NIV or do you know if there are any physiologists, uh, physi- uh, physiotherapists, sorry, chest physiotherapists that are around that can, A, think about helping him expectorate and B, Helping with commencement of NIV, and uh, so these are all kind of small but very very clear five out of five points, uh, which you could you could you could pepper into your answer and make you sound like a very refined candidate. Um, regarding the LTO, I appreciate that's quite a difficult question, um, especially for those that haven't done respiratory jobs, but it's something you need to be aware of. So it's not just you knew that you had to do an ABG, which is great, but it's not just a bad ABG; it's an ABG that has a uh, a a PO2 below a particular threshold, uh, and you're right. There are there are other things so a patient could actually manage uh, long term oxygen at home. So you have to put an assessment, a home assessment as well as to their living situation, um, and also they have to make sure that not only are they not a smoker, but their family can't be smokers either, um, because anyone in the household is a smoker then you've got the same risk of fire. Uh, so those you need to be taken into account. Um, uh and yeah, I actually thought your uh your hand over again slightly more succinct and I think you said to review the patient's SATS and could have gone slightly further and I say this is a patient who started NIV so needs further ABG and consideration of adjusting NIV settings uh as needed. That is probably where I saved my recommendation. All right. Um so well, not 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 an unfair uh not a bad attempt at managing infective exacerbation of CAPD, but more attention really needs to be paid to the infective side of this, the fact that the patient's septic uh, and we be, have been a bit stronger in recommendations for NIV and someone with type 2 which, which failure. Great. Thank you.